0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello and welcome to the College Football Fantasy Podcast presented by RotoViz. I am your host, Stephon Lacote. And I am joined, as always, by Matt Wispy, Wispy the Kid. How the hell are you, man? I'm awake. Yes, that's, you know, that's awake-ish. Good. Awake-ish. That's good. We love that. Well, it's Wednesday night. We've got some SMU UCF action. I, of course, uh, am pulling for the over. I've got a couple of a uh, couple of bets out there. The number I got is a uh, is 54 with some same game stuff. So let's go. Uh, Score some points. Um, Man, I don't really want to look in the rear view too long because that was a horrendous week for me. Uh, Only two wins on the week. You know it's bad when UMass gets their first cover of the year. Um, So, yeah, not not happy about that. UConn straight up beating Fresno State. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming at all. So, rough week. I'm going to bounce back here. Going to go to some uh, some plays that I like for this week. But uh, how are you
2: feeling? You had an amazing week. I mean, I, I was telling you before we started recording, I- it was fluky. I had a good feel for Tulane in Houston. Mm-hmm. I-, I felt really good about that game. Um, I think everyone and their mother saw the Maryland win over Michigan State playing out the way it did. Betting against USF, honestly, probably going to start becoming a little bit of a trend as long as they're playing reasonable teams and the numbers aren't absurd. Um, Washington State Cal. I think my read on Washington State's defense is getting pretty good at this point. I think their defense is solid, and I I think against most teams that will exploit them. Um, The Mac under, I'll be honest, that was a sweat. (laughs) <laughs> I felt sweaty for a long time. I wrote that game off as a loss. Came back and saw I won. It was amazing. And then the Iowa team ton- total uh, team total under. I mean, did it ever feel like they were going to score seventeen points?
1: Well, as someone who had the plus eleven, it didn't feel like they were going to get seven points for a long time.
2: I mean, their their last touchdown was garbagey. It wasn't real, and that was the only concern: is was Michigan just going to let off the gas so much that Iowa just like stumbled their way into the end zone for another score. Um, but yeah. And then, I mean, my one miss on the week was a two, two unit play. So you can tell by that, like the play I had the most confidence in was my one loss. Um, and the under on that one, it was just, I mean, I'll be honest, UCLA is really good. I think that's a, a really strong team. I, I they haven't really climbed up my power rating. Uh, I mean, they're 12th in my power rating. Um, and I honestly don't feel that gross about that. I think they're a very legitimate um, Pac-12 contender. I think there's the. I still think the class of the Pac-12 is Utah. Um, but I mean, there's. I think there's three or four teams in the Pac-12 that are actually really exciting this year. Yeah, I, like, I totally up to agree. Five, actually, there are five teams that are exciting. Who's um, your fifth? Oregon.
0: Oh
1: fuck you! I was Oregon, your fifth, and not your
2: fourth. Well, oh, it's or, you, it's Utah, <laughs> UCLA, US, uh, USC, Washington, Oregon. Oh, so you like Washington more than Oregon? Yes, I think Washington's really good. I think well, I, th- I think last week's loss okay. is more of a statement of how good UCLA is, and not that U- Washington was fraudulent. No, I, I agree. think Washington's a really good team. But I, you don't you don't think therefore that Oregon's a very good team? I have Oregon as a top 25 team. Don't don't think I'm like sitting here and calling them garbage. I have all five of those teams right on the front or in the inside of, well, Oregon's technically 26. Aha. <laughs> I knew it. I'm you sorry. I I did lie to you. I have Oregon 26. I have them a third of a point worse than Illinois. And Illinois is my 25th. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's it right. Makes what do you, you think? I like think? James Madison better than half of those teams.
1: Who do you think? Um, and, I, and I appreciate that. Um, I was following along with their uh, their game last week because of uh, your conversations about them. What are your thoughts on that that particular game this week? Uh, Utah UCLA, um, Utah traveling. Uh, are you nervous at all for? Like, it, if I'm a Utah fan, I'm I'm feeling a little bit nervous right now because this this UCLA team's got some got some fight. Charbonnet and DTR look really really good. Um, yeah, Cam Brown's back. I, I I think this is a real good team, and I'd be nervous as a Utah fan.
2: I mean, if I'm Utah right now, the way I'm looking at this is, it's it's a tough road game, and they they I mean they desperately need to win. So it's not like we're at a point where Utah's never going to come out and look. I I doubt we see them look flat the rest of the year. And to be honest, I think the best thing that could have happened to Utah was. UCLA going out and doing what they did against Washington, who looked like a very legitimate team. Um, because now, because UCLA had to show some stuff last week. I, I think the old like message of, well, Chip Kelly doesn't really care about uh, non-conference games. I I think that's probably by the wayside. But at the same time, I, I think he cares a lot more about conference games. And so the fact that he went out and did that, against them, he put some stuff on tape that now Utah is probably a little more ready for. But to be honest with you, I have Utah as a two and a quarter point favorite in this game. I really need to round these off to half points, Um, whatever. Um, But so, I I mean, I have Utah as like the slimmest of margin favorite in this game. And depending on how much you want to give the um, home field advantage, that could flip even more so i i mean it's a it's a real test i think yes you should be worried if you're a utah fan do not go into this game thinking that you're going to go and steamroll them by 30 but if you're sitting here concerned thinking that maybe ucla proved that they were the absolute class no i think i think utah still is a good team i think the loss to florida and how florida has looked since is probably creating this false concern but i I mean utah's numbers grade out like a top eight to nine team in the country so i I would expect utah to go out there and be good again and um i won't get to this next
1: one i mean we'll talk about the oklahoma texas game because i know you have a play on that so we can wait uh we can wait a bit for that what do you think Oklahoma's (laughs) amazing yeah oh man What are are your thoughts on, I'm trying to think there's another big game going on. I mean, there's a few. Um, TCU, Kansas. TCU absolutely demolished, absolutely demolished OU last week before any Dylan Gabriel injury took place. Like, that was just unreal. Kansas, of course, 4-0 for the first time in a million years. Um, Really exciting. Uh, Big 12 matchup that maybe we didn't see coming. Uh, Well, I definitely didn't see coming. Um, I want to get your thoughts on on, on this one too, because uh, kind of low key fun. Well, I mean, we've been we've been talking about Lance Leipold for a while, but the rest of the country is just kind of now getting getting to hear his name as far as like the game, like the
2: ESPN watchers and stuff like that. But what are your thoughts? This kind of feels like where the fairy tale dies, um, Kansas. Yeah, I hate to say it because I think they're a good team, but there is a certain point where there's going to be a talent gap. And I'm not sure this one will fully expose the talent gap, but there is a difference between the Texas, uh, like a, a team that's built of a lot of Texas kids and a Kansas roster. Um, I TCU's good. they're They're probably the second best offense in the country. You could make a case, you could probably make a case for them being the best offense in the country. You'd be wrong, but you could make that case. Um I They're so explosive and Kansas is not going to be able to stop them at all. And the the question is gonna be is can Kansas is Jalen Daniels gonna pull out just a miracle game? And I think the answer to that is no. And that makes me a little bit sad because I would love, love, love to see Kansas get that win and become like a, I mean, if they win this game, you have to put them what third in the Big Twelve power rankings right now. Like,
1: like I guess, yeah. I mean, like, be, I mean,
2: you probably you probably put Oklahoma State ahead of them, and then you probably can make a case for somebody else. I don't know who. I don't feel great about anybody. I I'm lying. I feel good about one team, but um, I just think it's a it's a weird spot. So I, I mean, I, my heart is rooting for Kansas. If I was putting money down and I don't have it in my best bets, my money would be on the Horned Frogs to yeah. win this game fairly comfortably. Yeah. Also, me too. I'd probably bet the over. Oof. But the actually, I take that back. Isn't the over seventy three? I don't know. I know it's been climbing all week. Um, I think it when I I think when I was looking at it this afternoon, it was like seventy three, which is by the way, amazing. There's a like ESPN should be at that game. No, it's yeah. 68 and a half. Okay.
1: Yeah. I last I heard was 68, but it has been moving. It should go up. Um. So yeah, it'll be fun regardless. It'll be fun. Uh, I think it'll be, uh, I'm, I'm afraid that TCU runs away with it, honestly. Um, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I'm excited for Tennessee LSU. Um, we'll talk about that one in a little bit more detail later. Um, I I am hopeful for uh, the. Uh, it, would, it would be nice to see Arkansas at full strength against Mississippi State. Mississippi State uh, looked really really good again uh, last week. Um, those are kind of the big ones um, on the, as far as the big games from a national perspective. You want to uh, hit the commercial break and then jump into our uh, individual plays? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Of the week. all right here we are picks of the week it's time to go i've got a few more uh plays than you again we each are given 10 units to kind of divvy up to dole out um as we wish um, i'm actually going to take one of mine off i was hoping <gasps> we were just talking about kj jefferson a minute ago i don't want to i don't want to lay nine and a half um with arkansas if they don't have him at quarterback. Just makes me way too nervous. He's way too much of a focal point. So I'm taking that one off. So I am going to redistribute
2: mm-hmm. some of these. Uh, what, what were we going to say? Okay. Well, I'm going to let me do a quick check to see if we have any information on said KJ Jefferson. Okay.
1: Well, while you're doing that, I'll give um, uh, a play that I like quite a bit. And it's weird saying it because, um, uh, well, we were just talking about uh, Kansas, how we think they they are good. It wasn't too long ago that they were battling um, against Duke, and and Duke held their own for quite some time. Uh, Duke is um, only what is it the line minus two and a half against Georgia Tech, who sure has two wins, but I think Georgia Tech is um, as you might say fraudulent. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so worried about this Georgia Tech team. I actually think they're quite bad. Um, I know they did just yeah, like I said, they did just beat Pitt. But, um, man, they've just not looked good. Meanwhile, uh, Georgia, I mean, Duke has looked very good. Just beat a pretty lousy Virginia team, but before that was that close game against Kansas. Um, so I think I think Duke takes care of business uh, pretty easily here. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and put one and a half units on it because I don't think KJ's playing.
2: Yeah, based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, he hasn't practiced yet this week. Yeah. It's not a good sign.
1: I mean, even if he does play, he's not going to be at 100% with as bad as I've been picking games this last week. Um, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to play play that game. So I'll put one and a half units on Duke minus two and a half. Um, it's a little juiced. Uh, it's a minus 120. So not not my favorite there. But uh, but that's
2: all right. I just want you to know right now I'm trying to figure out a way to get a play on a game. That's okay. super gross. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs>
1: You'll be happy to hear that I have no same game parlays. So uh, proud of
2: you uh, for, right. this, for
1: this week. I'm getting. We're just getting I, back I'm a little somehow, bit more to
2: basics. You should. All right, we'll go with my my only two in the play of the week. I mentioned that there was one team that I really, really love. It's Texas. I don't uh, so within my power rating there is post game win expectancy and second order wins. Basically, it's to look at games and figure out was a team unlucky to lose and unlucky doesn't mean did they suffer an injury doesn't mean um like was there a will levis type situation it's a if you ran this game out with all of the statistics being the same does this who wins more of the time and texas has been wildly unlucky to lose a lot of their games this year uh the two games they've lost they were they were probably the right side in the Alabama game. They probably should have won that game. And they were definitely the right side in the Texas Tech game. So I think they're still a very good team. There is some thought that Quinn Ewers could be back this week, and to be honest, if he is back, I think they're kind of absurdly good. Um and this Oklahoma team is bad. They're going to need to score on every single possession because their defense last week was shown to be fraudulent. It's bad. It's, it's not a good defense. It is not, um, what you would expect Bren Venables to have brought, put in place. It's not good. Uh, and if Texas has Quinn Ewers back again, part of this is basing it on the idea that I think Quinn Ewers will return. Um, they're going to be able to score kind of at will in this game because they will have one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the country, one of the 10 best wide receivers in the country, and the best running back in the country, a quality offensive line, and other decent skill position players. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want on offense. And to be honest, the most impressive thing that I've seen from Texas this year is I think their defensive line is incredibly legit. Um, yeah, I Texas is a top... Five team for me just pays purely on numbers. I probably wouldn't bet them all the way up against a lot of the top five teams, but based on my numbers, I would have them favorited against all but three teams. So, yeah, give me Texas. I'm laying seven and I'm putting two units on it. So, hooray! I I feel gross about that, but if this my numbers actually the thing that I didn't adjust, I didn't adjust that one for a neutral site game. So I have Oklahoma listed as the home team in that game. So means are am extra points. (laughs) I'm giving them an extra two points and I still have Texas. um, I still have Texas favored by like well over, well over a touchdown. So yeah, it's, I mean, for I don't think this one's going to be particularly close.
1: We talked about this before the show and I'm not on this play with you, but I do lean this. Sorry. I have hiccups. Um, I'm drinking the most ridiculous thing ever. I have one of those um, Topo Chico Margarita seltzers. Such a little seltzer. tastes like margarita, but then I uh, I mix it with uh, just regular seltzer. <laughs> so it's so stupid. Um, uh, SMU had a huge drop on third and three that would have set them up with amazing field position, so we're loving this. Um, no, I would be on the same side as you with this Texas game. Um, even if Dylan Gabriel is clear to play, that's not the problem. The offense, um, sure, it's it sputters here and there, but that's not, to me, the problem. The problem, as you said, is a defense, which, again, is shocking with this uh, new head coach. Um, I'm going to go to my next play. I'm um, going to go visit my uh, Oregon Ducks. They're on the road um, battling the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, the line is 12 and a half. Oregon, I think, uh, is a very, very, very good team. Uh, Arizona, I think, is a improving team, better than we maybe expected, but still a team that is... Um, really in a rebuild mode and uh, I think Oregon's able to take care of this one uh pretty solid um pretty handily pretty quickly and I'm not too concerned about this one being a contest for too long um the interesting thing about this game is Oregon is uh, really good at running the football uh, Arizona sucks at defending the run and then whoa Arizona is a very good pass happy offense and Oregon can struggle against the pass so that will be interesting um, this game definitely sets up for Oregon, um, just kind of taking control on the ground, and Arizona just trying to climb back in it. But I think they end up throwing a couple of key interceptions late, and uh, Jaden the Lord is not able to, to get the twelve and a half. What do your numbers have this one at? I'm curious.
2: Uh, I guess I should go to that right sheet. Um, Oregon and Arizona. I have Oregon favored by a lot. I have Oregon up to like twenty.
1: Okay, great. I love it. I love it. Um, I probably will also do an alt line um, and get it up to like 16 and a half just for some fun uh, because I do think they, they they roll in this one.
2: All right, let's let's uh, let's head back over to you. All right, so you remember, I'm hoping our listeners have a better memory than you, but there oh, was no. a football game last year um, between the Wake Forest Demon Deacons oh, who were yeah. at the time ranked 15th in the country against Army who at the time was four and three. And I'll be honest with you, I knew Wake Forest was a little bit fake and not as good as they were supposed to be, but I figured they were going to cover this game comfortably. They did because it was like a seven point line. But man, did they make it a sweat. So last year, these two teams combined for 126 points with a final score of 70 to 56. (laughs) They play again this week. The total is 66. Wake Forest defense is not better. Army's offense still does the exact same stuff. Um, I don't see Wake Forest being able to slow down Army. Wake Forest offense, on the other hand, continues to do amazing things. I don't see Army being able to slow down Wake Forest. This game's gonna score a lot of points. I don't really have a ton of analysis. I'm pretty sure P Plus will tell me that this game's off by like 10 points and that you should be betting the under because they really struggle to put games that high. Um it, I love S P plus, but whenever you get an over under in the like mid sixties, it almost always tells you to play the under because it misses. It says the game's going to be like 50 something. Um, and it's just basically based on their banding, but yeah, give me the over in this one. And I hope this, everyone understands that I'm going away from brand and I'm doing it for you people.
1: That's right. And, and I think, <laughs> no, everyone... so I have one and a
2: half units on this one. Um, over six, over 66. Yeah. Over
1: 66. That's a big number. Much respect for me. Um,
2: by the I way, once again, it it doesn't tell you to ac- actually. It has a slight lean on the over S&P no. Plus. So that, as I just said, S&P Plus usually pushes numbers down pretty hard. Um, Because they can't keep up with the insane offenses. Even they think this one's going over. So it's going over.
1: Yeah, I love it. That's fun. That is Fun. All right, let me get uh, get rolling here again. Um, it pains me to do this, but I just want to get it out of the way quickly, get it out of the way um, right out the gate. We, we know fight? UMass is hosting their Pride Celebration Day um, as Liberty comes into town, and much respect. And because of that, I'm only putting a half unit on Liberty, minus 24 and a half, instead of a full one. I know, I'm disappointed in myself too, but I need You're some You're a hypocrite. I need W's. I need one
2: W's. Second. Let's see where this one says. I'm actually curious what my numbers say, because the last two times you've gone against UMass, I've been against you.
1: Well, last, I would last be, week,
2: I was wrong on going against UMass. I'll be honest. I would be on Liberty as well. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, all right. Uh, so, so for the record, you have Liberty minus 24 and a half at UMass.
1: Yes, and only half unit. because respect. Only a half
2: unit. All right. I don't want to fight you yet. So let's go to one. I have one first half play this week. Um, I have one of those too. Yeah. So I don't want to bet Cincinnati minus 27 and a half. So I'm looking for the absolute best first half number I can get. I think USF is garbage, but I also don't fully believe in Cincinnati's offense to go out there and put up like 50 on them. Particularly if this game does start to get out of hand, I expect Luke fickle to look to get guys off the field. Um, so the best number I was able to find was 14 and a half. I have the wrong site listed here, but I will quickly locate what I actually have it on. Um, but I, so I have them at 14 and a half. It is slightly juiced, um, but I'm taking Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati still the way they're playing. And it's this year it's slightly because their schedule is a little bit weakened. So they're actually going on and just pummeling teams. Um, I really like them against a a bad team. So give me Cincinnati minus 14 and a half um, in the first half against USF. And it was, it's on bet rivers, which is, yeah. Which is allowed. It is allowed. it is, (laughs) it is listed on a legitimate uh, continental legal US betting site.
1: Sounds good. All right, I'm going to go with, I've got a first half play. Um, give me Ole Miss minus nine and a half in the first half against Vandy. Uh, I just don't think Vandy keeps this game close. Um, I've also got a full unit on minus 17 um, in the same game. So I do have one and a half. I units. was wondering
2: if you just forgot that you had no, the no, other no, no.
1: I have one and a half units on it. I just um, wanted to, instead of doing all one and a half on either one, I just wanted to kind of hedge a little bit um, in case, in case either there's a backdoor cover or if they start slow, I think Vandy um, is just outmatched. I think that, uh, I mean, Ole Miss has been great on defense. Um, their running game has been amazing. Uh, Judkins continues to um, impress. I I really like Ole Miss, man. They, they looked really good. I know they got a little lucky at the end there. Uh, or did they just force two turnovers? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't luck at all. Uh, they let Will Levis be Will Levis, and, and Ole Miss got to reap the rewards. Uh, So I love Ole Miss this week and uh, that's why I kind of got one and a half units kind of spread out um, in that game. All right,
2: you're up. I'm staring at one of my numbers and wondering if I am on the wrong play, but um, whatever. I'm just going to take it as I have it right now because it's the way I think I see it. I've got BYU plus three and a half against Notre Dame. This is in a neutral state stadium. It's in Las Vegas. Um, so weird.
1: It's so weird. It's, it's let's get on the Catholics the two and all the Mormons. Schools. Just
2: <laughs> yes. drag all of them to the state that or the city that just is literally called sin city. I love it. What? Maybe um, they can do I like a like little
1: like, missions trip while they're there or something like that. Yeah. I'm, I talking. still like
2: this BYU team. They have, uh, they have not covered in each of their last three games, but they were heavy favorites in two of those. And then the, there was the one loss, um, as a dog against Oregon. I think this team is pretty well equipped to go up against a Notre Dame team that I just don't know that. I still don't know that they're good. I don't think this Notre Dame team is as bad as we thought after that Marshall loss, but I do think that there should be real concern about them against a team that isn't atrocious on defense. I think their, their offense is going to struggle to score Against competent defensive play, and I think BYU will bring competent defensive play. Um, I think this game might be fairly high scoring because I I, I also think that um, BYU is going to find success offensively. But I, I I really like the Cougars to keep this one close. What I was toying with was should I be on the money line because. I actually think B if BYU covers, I think it's more likely they win outright. But I'm gonna just hedge a little bit and give myself the three and a half points um, at minus one ten. So I'm gonna stick with that rather than taking them at plus one forty, because okay. if they wa- if they lost that game by a field goal, I would be you the way re- you react to every single one of your single game parlays. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That's uh, fair. <laughs> i'm like I mean, you're like but it, it's kind of true yeah no
1: it's kind of true um all right let's go to um, one of the teams i loved actually I, I loved one of these teams last year and then one of these teams became my offseason preseason darling took the team total uh win total over talking about louisville at virginia Love. this virginia offense is so bad it's so bad Um, and I don't think they can keep up with Louisville. I think Louisville, uh, you know, they've been inconsistent, but I think they, uh, they take care of business. The line's only three and a half. Um, I'm only paying minus one Oh five. Uh, love this one. Malik Willis is the truth. Um, I'm Malik Cunningham.
2: Sorry. (laughs) Um, let's go. I I, I like Louisville a lot. I think I'm on your side on this one. Uh, Last week when we were watching the Virginia game, you were wondering, like, man, what happened to this Virginia team? Why are they just so bad? Well, part of it is is I think they lost their offensive coordinator in this offseason. I would say the bigger concern for them was they lost, I think, either – I know they lost two. I think they lost three of their starting offensive linemen. And it wasn't like they went off to the draft and they were, like, prepared for it. They were three portal guys that just got out of dodge. And, I mean – quarterback's just running for his life and it's it's really not pathetic it's just sad to see because they were such a fun offense last year and yeah they just don't have it this year they still have some skilled players they still have some guys that are capable but I mean I just there's no way for them to really keep up if the game gets scoring and yeah I think I like your side. Um, I mean, it's definitely I, it, I, there's there's very little path to Louisville getting like shut down, and if they don't get shut down, I don't see a way that uh, Virginia wins this game, which is yeah. a bummer. I really do like Virginia.
1: Yeah, they're just uh, yeah, they're just struggling yeah. right now. And I, all right, I, I, let's get to the coaching. fight.
2: Okay, let's do a, a quick fight. so let's I do. love LSU this year. you I'm gonna guess love Tennessee. I also like Tennessee a lot. Um, I get the home team that's catching points um and so I've got LSU plus three LSU is another one of those teams that's performing really well. They're pretty talented so they get a little boost from like a talent rating um I don't know if they're fully equipped to like exploit the major concerns with Tennessee's defense, but I also don't know that Tennessee's offense is as good as it's maybe being advertised. Um, I think they've had their, their own struggles at times. I mean, for me, I see this as a top 10 matchup and I get a team that I think is pretty close to equal and is getting a home field advantage. So I'm going to catch points with LSU here. And I'm going to hope that they can score enough um, and make enough stops on Tennessee.
1: Yeah. I just um, disagree. Disagree. And I was not one that was high on Tennessee going into the year. I thought some of it was fluky um, last year, but man, uh, they really, uh, they really look good to me on offense. I know Tillman is, is struggling a little bit, but i um, Jalen Hyatt and Bru uh, brew McCoy and company have been just fine. They've got those good running backs as well. I, um, I'm concerned about LSU, um, because I don't trust Jaden Daniels.
2: I don't trust him. Hold, to... up. Hold up. There will be no Jaden Daniels slander on this podcast.
1: Ooh, what, when did this happen?
2: I have been a Jaden Daniels fan since his freshman season at Arizona state. He, when it was Sam Howell and Jaden Daniels in that class, I was telling everyone that if, that Jaden Daniels was a pivot if you wanted a cheap pivot play and you were dodging uh, Spencer Rattler and Sam Howe. I have been a Jaden Daniels fan for a while. I think he is still pretty good. I think if you look at his sophomore, uh, yeah, I think it was his sophomore year, he had like a 95th percentile season in uh, passing efficiency. He's really good. At It was just he had a fall off in 2021. And everyone just was like, Oh, well, he must have been trash all along. Well, maybe that team got bad. Um, maybe Herm Edwards isn't a good coach.
1: Um, well, if he wasn't a good coach, then how come he's coaching in a power five conference? I'm just kidding. I don't know, he isn't anymore. Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> he had I to was, cheat.
2: Um I was joking. Um, well, so I, I mean, if you're lo- if you're looking for reasons to be concerned about this LSU team, the, the thing you'll point out is. Well, they struggle with Auburn and Auburn's trash and that's a little bit true but i mean that's that is that is a decent
1: part of it i also don't think that they do a good job of getting the ball to their wide receivers which i know that's where tennessee um can struggle but i don't know if daniel's can exploit that i mean uh Keishon Boutte bute is apparently but I also, not even like on the team. interested in playing no <laughs> from, he's not on from the what team i anymore. hear
2: um, uh, but i would also point to if you look at florida Florida is not super well equipped to do those things either. And Florida in Tennessee kind of made that a game. I mean, it was a little bit backdoorish, but sure. They were sure. they were one throw away from making that happen. And I would say skill-wise, Jaden Daniels is pretty similar to Anthony Richardson except he's probably more experienced. Um and I would say if I'm looking for a game that is get, making me optimistic for this one, it's the fact that Mississippi State was not able to score on this LSU defense. Um, and Mississippi State is a very good offense this year. Mississippi State's a really, really good team. And LSU kind of manhandled them after starting slow. Um, that's where I'm getting my confidence in this LSU team. So we, I'm, I'm happy to be on opposite sides on this one because I think it's a, it's a it'll be a fun game And it's weird that we're on the opposite sides of a high-profile game. Usually, I just pick a fight with you on a random game.
1: Yeah. I'm like, wait, I did not see this coming. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there we go. Um, Let's see. How many do you have left? How many do I have left? I have one, two. I have three plays left.
2: I'll just say one of mine. Yeah, you've Um, got not Go for it. So I have... Uh, UAB, Middle Tennessee State, under 53. I'm actually writing about this game for Action Network, and I'll be honest with you. I haven't fully fleshed out my argument on this one, um, but the big reason on it is Middle Tennessee State's offense is pretty pitiful, and UAB's defense is pretty strong. And based on like some of the key metrics, UAB's defense basically holds an advantage across the board against Middle Tennessee State's offense, so I don't see middle Tennessee state having a ton of success. The reason why I'm not concerned about like UAB putting up enough points to really make this a concern is they run the ball well over 60% of the time. And they're one of the slowest offenses in the country. I expect this to be one where UAB is having long drives where they bleed the clock. I don't think they're going to be super duper successful where that they're just able to run the ball for like eight yards of carry. But I do think they're going to be successful enough that they're going to have extended drives and you it'll probably feel a little bit like a like a navy against east carolina type game like something like that where you you're just a little bit annoyed because they they just can't get off the field um, so under 53 is my play in this game um, i think you will want to shop around on this one because i have it on bet rivers i've seen a lot of books still have it at 52 and a half But if you can find it at 53, uh, I I really like it. I would I would play it down to 51, but I just feel much better with it above 52. And I have one unit on this one.
1: All right. Um, Uh, My next
2: one, because I'm just going to say another one. Uh, I just think Toledo is a lot better than Northern Illinois. Um, And I I kind of don't care that we're at Northern Illinois. Um, Give me the Rockets winning this game by more than five and a half points. Daquan Finn is he's fun. He he honestly, he's going to be a guy to watch in about late December because he's going to go in the portal because somebody is going to want a really mobile, really good quarterback. And he's going to go to a power five program. I won't be shocked if we see him as the starting quarterback for like Arkansas next year, or, if we see him in like there's, or like Purdue, if Aiden O'Connell's gone, like there's, there's going to be a real, a, a very legitimate team that picks up Daquan Finn this off season, and they're going to improve.
1: Yeah. I, I like the sounds of that. Um, he, yeah, he's fun. Um, I hadn't heard much about him up until this year. Um, but you, you've mentioned him quite a few times. So he's definitely someone that I've, I've, uh, kept my eyes on. Uh, so yeah, he's I like fast. that call a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, Air Force minus nine and a half at Utah State. Utah State is struggling. They have lost one, two, three, four games in a row. Uh, but their last win was against the UConn. Um, and that was the the season opener. And we've Can I ask seen you a question? Did they cover? Not in most of them.
2: I don't think they I am asking, did no no no, I meant did they cover in that opener against UConn?
1: No, they did not, because
2: I was on that one. I know. That's why. There's uh, a this is me. Needling you. Yeah, they're
1: 1-4 and four against the spread. Um, <laughs> and they lost their quarterback for the year. Logan Bonner is out. This team seems like they might may have uh, thrown in the towel a little bit. Air Force is 4-1. and one. They've got it all ahead of them. They've got everything to play for. And uh, I think they take care of business pretty handily. So I've got one unit on Air Force at Utah State. Yes, I know I'm taking a lot of road favorites. That's what I do. <laughs>
2: Except last week when I sucked eggs. Um, hey, you know what? Get back to what you do best, which yeah. is take road favorites in spots where other people would be like, whoa, home team catching points. Right. You yeah. want to know I'm I'm taking a road dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's In go. like the worst matchup of the entire season. This is gross. Actually, it's not because we've already had, we had New Mexico State against Florida International. We had, um, what was it? Hawaii and New Mexico State. We had Yukon and Eastern Michigan last week. Or was it UMass in Eastern Michigan? I don't know. It was UMass in East Michigan. Yep, it was. Eastern Michigan plus five at Western Michigan. This game is gross. Eastern Michigan is one of the like five to 10 or like 10 to 15 worst teams in the country. Western Michigan is like two slots worse. Uh, I don't understand why Western Michigan is a favorite in this one. I think that this game is going to go the way of, I don't know what Eastern Michigan's mascot is. The way of Eastern Michigan. The Eagle. The eagle. It's an eagle, it's I think. Eagle. Now I have to check. One Damn sec. Eagle. I'm, I'm, I'm. They're eagles. I'm looking at it.
0: Yes. <laughs> um,
2: but I mean, Western Michigan's wins on this year because they do have two of them. It's over Ball State, which is a legitimate win, um, and over New Hampshire, which is not a legitimate win. Eastern Michigan's wins, UMass. I mean, best win of the season is anybody yeah. better than that? And against Arizona State. Um, I, I don't think either of these teams are good. I'm not doing anything. Uh, I'm not basing this off any logic of like, these teams are awesome. No, both of these teams are bad, but I don't really think Western Michigan should be laying points, especially not almost a touchdown. So give me the Eagles. I'm only playing a half unit on this. This is gross even for me.
1: Yeah, that's gross. Um, You know what else is gross? Um, I'm taking a battle of two not great teams as well. Uh, new mexico is hosting wyoming give me wyoming minus three and a half i think the number is too small i think new mexico is a very very bad team curious where you have this one at buddy i'm looking at it now wyoming minus three and a half at
2: new mexico i have it as a pass but i I am getting plus 100 on it (laughs) i don't have it as a pass (laughs) you have it as a strong new mexico play I have it as a New Mexico, but not strong. It's only off the line by like four points. So it's okay. not like a huge one, but I I would be on the New Mexico side. If this were neutral field, I would have Wyoming favored. But the favorite uh-huh. edge would push them. The, like, I think I used two and a half points. No, I used 2.1 points. The 2.1 point edge pushed them just narrowly above Wyoming.
1: Okay.
2: But with that being said, it, it means I have this game of pick 'em, which means that it's it, it will come down to like one score and that probably favors you because I think that one score is more likely to be a touchdown. Cool. Go Titus Swen. Yes. All right. Do your, no, you know what? I'm going to go with mine. Uh, I don't think South Carolina is very good. I also oh, think I was this thinking
1: about playing this one.
2: Yeah. I also don't think Kentucky's as good as, um, uh, They were at the like. I think the idea that they were awesome at the beginning of the year was probably a misnomer. I think they were good. Um, They should have won last week, but they have a quarterback who's dumb, who's so dumb. (sighs) So how dumb is he, Matt? (laughs) We're gonna play a mini rant. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Matt's rant of the week. Um, There are a lot of draft analysts.
1: That was aggressive. Sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of draft analysts who will tell you that Will Levis is one of the top QBs in this class. And I'll tell you this. Everyone is trying so hard to find the next Josh Allen. They want to find the quarterback that was an outlier based on production, who all of a sudden becomes the perfect, like mold of like lump of clay that molds into this perfect NFL quarterback because he has traits. Will Levis has every single trait. But like the Tin man, he's missing a brain. um, he is the guy that you do not want to have the ball in his hands in a close game. There is literally no quarterback in the country that I would take but after him when it comes to a close game, because he will do everything to hinder the offense. I'm, pro- I'm lying a little bit. I would probably take him over Spencer Petras, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a quarterback in this game who lost the game for them three, times. Oh, three times. No, okay. three times he lost them that game. They were driving down the field. They were already across midfield, and he fumbles the ball and loses it. The defense goes out, makes a great three and out, gets them the ball back, gives them an opportunity to march down the field. Um, his freshman wide receiver, um, Barian if something. Barian makes a long run, um, gets them all the way down. They're inside the red zone. They run up to the field. Call this perfect play. Call move a man in motion. Throw it. Touchdown. Oh wait, Will Levis snapped the ball too early. You moron. <laughs> Let your receiver get set. All right, whatever. Let him have a pass. They're still they're still down there. They're only ten yards away from the end zone. Let's do this. Next play fumbled. Will Levis yeah. is like he has every single physical tool to be a great quarterback. Yet. Yeah. He but if you care at all, if you believe in the quarterbacks like the Peyton Manning and these cerebral quarterbacks, Will Levis, Will Levis ain't it. And if you're sit here and stuck on these physical tools, just remember Will Levis got comfortably beat out by Sean Clifford. And that should tell you right now that there's something broken about him. Um so yeah, Will Levis ain't it. But If the game's not close, I think he is very, he's capable, um, because I think they'll lean on Chris Rodriguez to close out games. I don't think this game will be particularly close against South Carolina, um, rounding back into my pick, which is I'm taking Kentucky minus nine and a half. Um, my numbers have it at about 14. I think that, uh, with Chris Rodriguez, I think they're going to probably push up a little bit in my ranks, if only just because of the fact that it gets the ball out of their liabilities hand. Um. So, yep, I think Kentucky will get a, an early lead in this game and then just milk clock, which is good for them. And I think their defense is good enough to really keep a... I mean, I'm so sad for Spencer Rattler. That make, that guy fell off. Yeah. And I, I wish he... Because I do think he he's another guy. He has every physical tool. I think he his issue is, is that he started to hear how awesome he was. And I think he just lost a little bit of the fire... And a little bit of the chip that was on his shoulder. And I mean, transferring to South Carolina was just not the school to transfer to. There were better spots where you're going to get better coaching. And I think he just went to a school where he stayed like he should have gone outside the power five. And it's sad to say that for a guy who's as good as he is. But he should have gone outside the power five and looked for a better scheme fit because this just isn't working. Or he should have gone to Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse is fun. But I, um, there, I mean, there's a, there are quite a few places that he could have gone where you would have had a scheme built around right. your ability. And I just I wish that that was what he Kinda had. kind of like what I, Adrian I
1: Martinez did.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, another guy's there's, physical tools went to a place that can you anyway. Let's let's. Uh, I I did flirt with the idea of going um, South Carolina team total under. So I kind of feel you on this one. Uh, Kentucky's defense is quite 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 good. Uh, My last play is uh, I'm going with Boston college team total over 13 and a half against Clemson. Uh, Clemson has given up um, 12 or more in all but one game. I mean, Furman put up 12. Uh, The only team that hasn't um, done that is, uh, is Georgia tech who is, is just terrible. Um, Wake Forest. We know put up 45. Louisiana tech put up 20 NC state put up 20. Um, I think Boston College with uh, Jerkovic and uh, Zay Flowers can can put up 14. So feel good about that one. Have one unit on it. Um, anything else from you before we uh, do our review?
2: Um, no.
1: You're, that, you're that is all allowed. of my plays. That's all mm-hmm. 10 plays. All right. Let's uh, all plays. Let's have you go through them.
2: All right. I've got UAB Middle Tennessee State under 53. I've got BYU plus three and a half against Notre Dame. Although I did flirt with the money line. Um, Toledo minus five and a half at Northern Illinois. I've got one and a half units on Wake Forest and Army over 66, one unit on Kentucky minus nine and a half against South Carolina, Cincinnati minus 14 and a half in the first half against USF two units on Texas minus seven against Oklahoma, one unit on LSU plus three against Tennessee and half a unit on Eastern Michigan plus five at Western Michigan.
1: A couple of thoughts as uh, as you were going through that. If Oklahoma loses, um, not even gets like plus six or whatever, if they just lose, it'll be the first time since like two thousands that they've gone on a three game losing streak. Um, pretty crazy. But this is a this isn't a good team, right? Like, no, 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 I'm not I'm not saying that it won't happen, and and it's it's more just interesting how long it's been since they've hit a, a patch yeah. like this. Um, yeah. And then I had another thought, and I forgot what that was. Oh, Toledo, um, is, that sounds like a perfect game for a same-game parlay. Uh, get Toledo money line, and then just the lowest over that I can find. Oh, Get it right to, like, minus 105. I'm going to do it, and we can cash it together. I've got Louisville minus 3.5 at Virginia. I've got Tennessee minus 2.5 at LSU. Oregon minus 12.5 at Arizona. Yes, friends, there is a theme. Duke minus 2.5 at Georgia Tech. Ole Miss first half minus nine and a half and full game minus 17 at Bandy. We got Liberty minus 24 and a half at UMass. And my only play that is not a road (laughs) favorite is Boston college team total over 13 and a half. Um, But this is only because of KJ Jefferson. If KJ Jefferson was playing Arkansas plus nine and a half was on my board, but it's not. Let's move on to. the So I'll be honest, I have not started writing the article. I've done all the research for it, but I haven't written it yet because I was uh, feeling super shitty last night um, and this morning. So I slept a lot Um, and did the research, but haven't like, so I don't have like a play, play, fade. I just kind of have a feel for it. I actually don't have any fades off the top of uh, my mind, Uh, but some of my favorite quarterbacks uh, this week um, I am pretty excited about uh, Michael Penix Jr. at eight thousand five hundred. I know it's a lot, but uh, I think you can stack him nicely with like Jalen McMillan, uh, who's their target uh, king uh, freshman. Uh, he's only six thousand two hundred. I like that in that matchup against Arizona State. Um, Max Duggan, we just saw what he could do against Oklahoma. I think this Kansas game, you you suggested it could be an overplay uh, potentially for you, so. Um, With that being said, I expect there to be some points and 7,200 is not much to pay up. We've also seen Max um, run (laughs) Forrest Gump running into the end zone last week was pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, So so those are some of the guys that I like. And then um, kind of a cheap pivot play for me is Aiden O'Connell. He's only $6,000, which to me is uh, ridiculous. I'm going to have him in quite a few uh, GPPs um, stacked with Charlie Jones at 7,000. Um, so, so like those guys at quarterback quite a bit, um, I'm going to play CJ Stroud. I know he's expensive at 9,200, but I'll have him in a couple lineups just because he, uh, I think he could break the slate this week. Uh, you just have to get pretty creative in some other areas to save money. So, um, I, I, I am, um, teaming up CJ and O'Connell and a couple of them so that, uh, kind of get that upside on, on both them and not have to pay too much. What,
2: what are you looking at when it comes to a uh, quarterback? I mean, I'm, I'm with you on Duggan. I think that game's too high scoring to really leave him off. I think there is, I mean, you could you could go the the route of if you think that game's just going to be it over, you start you stack up TCU and Kansas players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also do like Jalen Daniels in this game as a uh, mid price guy. Six thousand nine hundred is not cheap, yeah. cheap, but um, I also I mean I think Talia's. Continues to be a a viable option in a lot of games Um, against Purdue. I think that he's viable. Um, Starting quarterback for Texas, whoever it is, you may have to wait this one out and see it. But if Quinn yours is playing at 6,500, you, you drop him in your lineup. If, um, if it's Hudson card, I think you can play him. I'm less confident rolling him out. Jackson dart. I mean he's not the consistent starter it's not guaranteed i don't actually eh. see i'm him.
1: getting I, i'm I'm getting my points in that game with the running backs that's what i decided is that yeah. i was gonna go away from dart and hope it's on the run
2: but i think hey, i mean i think there's a few games that i'm just completely leaving off my board entirely and it's probably like utah ucla is probably off my board um why honestly, is that when there's so dtr charbonnet yeah and they're expensive and utah is the type of team that's going to just make their life hard it's it's not again i don't have many of them
1: i i I like charbonnet because he's not too expensive and he does get a lot of receptions um so he's not going to be game scripted out but yeah i'm not playing anyone from like wisconsin uh the the wisconsin northwestern game
2: uh i'm probably also fading um i'm probably fading Stetson. I know yeah, he, he I'm probably fading everyone from Auburn UGA entirely yeah. just because until we get the Georgia that's running every running everyone off the field, I really don't want a piece of that. So yeah, I, I I've got I'm I'm finding a little bit of struggles in putting together my lineup right now. Um
1: and I'll go through but some I think, of my running backs that I like while you're looking. Um you but, mentioned wanting to look at maybe uh, yours or card. I, I want to attack that game. <laughs> Give me Bijan. I know he's 9,000. I'm only going to get him in a couple lineups, but, um, I think he, I mean, he, Oklahoma is so bad against the run. It's, it's, it's laughable. Um, some of the other guys that I, uh, that have popped in quite a few of my, um, of my lineups that I built out so far. Um, I've got Blake Corm at seven nine. I still think against Indiana that he is going to have a monster day. I will have a little bit of um, Edwards just because he's only uh oh, crap. Where is it? Um, Edwards is, I, mean, I got to scroll down here. They have a 4,600. So, uh, Oh, I have it on my own spreadsheet. <laughs> I have a, um, he's at four six, So that, I think that's a really great value. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins is 6,400. Uh, love that. You can also just pay up for Zach Evans at 7,200. That's not that much more. But I'm going to want a a healthy offering uh, of both of them just because uh, what they could do to Vandy if Vandy does decide just to run it at them, uh, which they they have no reason not to. That's worked for them um, all year against many, many opponents. Um, uh, Raheem Sanders is pretty cheap. He's someone I'm interested in uh, for Arkansas just because... uh, with KJ not there, he might get a ton of work. But then I'm nervous because with KJ there, their offense might sputter and not do anything. So I want a little piece, but not too much. Kendra, Kendra Miller uh, for TCU is someone uh, I'm interested in uh, uh, at 6,000. He's having an awesome, awesome season in Kansas. Could be, again, a high scoring game. If you want to go a little deeper, um, I, I wrote about this guy last week and he he busted off another 50 yard touchdown. And that's Amare De Mercado, uh the backup running back for TCU, true freshman looks unbelievably fast, like him a lot. So he's only 3,000. So if you really just want to um, save some money and, and go up and, and partner him with like Bijan Robinson or if you want to pay up for CJ Stroud, um, I, I like doing it with uh, with like my my Stroud lineup has demarcado in it um, as well. So those are some running backs.
2: Uh, for running backs, I think I'm with you on Edwards. Um, I like Real Jaquavius... Quick. What? what 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 are
1: your thoughts on what's what's going on with Ohio State? Uh do we do we not pay up for uh,
2: Trevion and Don't anymore? pay up for like, Trevion. Absolutely do not pay up for Trevion. He's
1: what, not but, the what, starter
2: right now. But why is that? Is it Well, he was hurt last week. But but he's supposed to be playing this week, right? No. Probably won't. Okay. Trevion Anderson, I would say, is likely not out or is not playing this week. So do we want Mayan Williams at seven three? No, I think you want wide receivers. Okay. Continue. Sorry. I I think so. I think if I think you want wide receivers from Ohio State in this game, because I think that, um, I think their Michigan State's pass defense is really bad. Um, and I think if you're looking for a game that's going to be a let's get, uh, CJ Stroud a, a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns so he can win the Heisman, this is probably a spot. Can I um, ask you a real que- A quick,
1: quick question about those guys before we move on. We've got no. Julian Fleming at five thousand, Egbuka at six thousand seven hundred, and Marvin Harrison at seven thousand four hundred. Um, which one of those do you think is the best value? I have two of them in my lineup. That's that's good to hear. All right. So which one don't you have in your? I don't lineup? have Harrison. So you're saving money. Uh, and going with the other two options. All right. Well, I cool. think
2: Julian Fleming is starting to get consistent run and I'll just, uh, I'll tell everyone this Jackson Smith and jig was not playing this week either. He'll be right. back after the bye. He's That's not, why playing I didn't,
1: this week. I didn't mention his name. I thought,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah he's out. I um, like, book is the most versatile wide receiver on this team. It's not close. Marvin Harrison is really, really, really good. He has a huge frame. He's awesome in the red zone. He's, he's the type of guy that could go very well, go out and score three touchdowns. Like mega Buka does everything. He, he can play short routes. He can play deep routes. He can like, he can take a, um, a sweep. He, he really can do everything for this. He is the next kind of star wide receiver of this bunch. As much as everyone wants it to be Harrison, I think a is the next star of this offense. Um, so I think you might as well just take him because he's leading. The, I think he's still leading the team in receiving and his volume is basically the same as Marvin Harrison. So big fan of him. Fleming, he's just, he's not really going to be the, um, he's not going to get you like seven receptions, but with his athleticism, he is a guy that can burn you down the field and get the like 30 yard touchdown long these longer breakaway touchdowns. So I'm with Fleming. I'm looking for the big play potential because that's kind of what he does. He's out there for, he's, he's going to be the other wide receiver on the field. Um, they're not going to mix in. They will probably mix in guys like Jaden Ballard um, later in the game. Uh, maybe a guy who was the other one. I think Caleb Brown probably gets some run. Later in the game, but I think you're probably looking at this core three of Fleming, Eggbuca, and Harrison on the field most of the time. And so I'm getting a guy who's gonna be on the field against a defense that can't stop anyone. Yeah. um, but we were on running backs. So sorry, <laughs> I do want to just say right at, uh, for right now, Trevion Henderson is dealing with a foot injury. He was all last week expected to play he wasn't even listed as a game time decision because the expectation was he was going to be available last week. He went out and warmups tweaked a foot injury and he's going in. He missed last week. He's not the, they have not come out and said it. They won't say anything until two hours before the game. And their availability report has been hot garbage this year. Um, they're he's not playing, but for running backs that I like, I do like Jaquavius marks um, from Mississippi state. He does add a he is a decent pass catcher and against Arkansas oh, yeah. that can't stop the pass. I really like that. Um, I'm with you on Donovan Edwards. I think that's a cheap way to get the Michigan one. And I still believe that of the two of them between him and Coram, he is the better running back. Um Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of grossness. I i I would probably look a little bit I don't feel great saying this, but like I like Cameron Davis um for Washington. I probably don't want a ton of him because he's coming off of a pretty trash game against UCLA. But before that he was double digits in all three games. So Tala
1: Papa has been getting a lot of the carries at Washington. I watched, Well, but I
2: mean he had eight rushing attempts against Kent state, 10 rushing attempts against Portland state, 17 rushing attempts against Michigan state, but only three against UCLA. So my concern would be is, are we going to get the volume with him? But at 4,800, I may be willing to take that shot because he does have three games where he had, um, at least double digits where he'd return value. But I'm probably just going to roll with a guy like, uh, Edwards who has at least a little bit more ceiling and the biggest can reason why his price is down has more to do with injury. Yep.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he did come back. He, he did play last week. He just didn't get a ton of work. So, um, I, I I'm hoping to see, uh um, more like we we Indiana
2: is one of, one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah. They're really bad. So,
1: um, um uh, what are some of the other you you went through some of the uh your thoughts on the ohio state wide receivers any other wide receivers that you uh you you like the value on this week i want quentin johnston
2: i want him in my lineup why he's been so bad yeah i know and i it's i want a piece of tcu's passing attack so why don't you get
1: it with davis why don't you do it with darius davis
2: let me look that's what i'm doing that's probably the better play it's the safer play. It may money.
1: not. It may not be the better
2: play. It seems safer. I think Quentin Johnson. On Quentin Johnson's given... the one where my, he might win me at something major. Right. Right. Um, I, I want him. Okay. Fine. I'll roll. I'll, I'll, so if I switch that out, I'm still no, hang rolling. On, hang on.
1: Hang on. Hang on. If you no. want to go with Johnston, don't let me talk you out of it.
2: Well, no, I am switching it out because I was. Okay. It's not that I had like a strong feeling about him. It was mostly a. I wanted a piece of that offense.
1: Yeah, I'm getting it with way. Miller, the running back. And demarcado but yeah. I don't I don't hate what
2: you're doing. And then um other receiver I like, I'm getting Xavier worthy.
1: Yeah, I've got I I've got I've got a few of him.
2: I, uh, I, I'm point. putting him in my lineup.
1: Yeah, fun. And he's only six thousand three hundred. Um mm-hmm. he could have a huge, huge day. I think he scored a touchdown on the first play of the game last year. Um a little screen pass to the house, if I recall. Um I, mean, I mean, it may not if be we getting recall- right
2: that game last year was bananas. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of scoring and Xavier worthy did whatever he wanted. Now, admittedly, it's a different team than it was last year because of the fact that, well, Brent Venables is supposed to be able to coach defense, but the defense is still can't do much as of right now. So I would say you want to get a piece of Texas's offense. Xavier worthy is probably the guy I would do it with. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've already mentioned like the Ohio state guys, um, I Charlie Jones feels broken. Like his cost feels really low to me. Um And then I I do think if you're if you're thinking Tennessee's gonna win this game or is gonna kind of do what they want in this game, Jalen Hyatt's very uh is priced very fair. Um what's Brew McCoy at? Brew McCoy's really fair at fifty seven and I will say, um, God, I hate that I'm going to just say nice things about Ronnie Bell's a good wide receiver for Michigan. He's not putting up huge numbers because they they still don't really want to pass the ball a ton. But he's a really capable receiver and he's had. Um, like. Iowa was always going to make life difficult for them, but he still managed to pull in 12 fantasy points, um, although some of it was with rushing, which makes it weird. Um, he had almost 10 points against, or he, yeah, effectively 10 points against Maryland and was in double digits against UConn and Hawaii. He was coming off an injury last year, so I'm taking the Colorado State game kind of out of consideration. But I do think that there is, he's a little bit valuable at 5,900 against eight. Again, Indiana's really bad, and I think that score could get really big. But, So here's what I've got right now. So I've got Max Duggan. I've got my other quarterback is Jalen Daniels. Cause like I said, I'm just, I'm getting all the points in that game. And I think that is a pivot if you're gonna, because I think, I think Stroud's going to be kind of highly owned this week. So I think your other pivot is to try and find the the high scoring game. Um, I've got Roshan Johnson, the other running back for Texas who manages to do a fair amount. He's 5,400. I've got Jaquavius Marks. Um, from Mississippi State at 5700. Um, I've got Davis with TCU at 6300. I've got both Fleming and Agbuka, um at 5,000 and 6700 respectively. I've got Xavier worthy at 6300. So that's what I'm I'm rolling right now and that's I feel pretty good about that.